0: Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. Debris, we have, debris, Jesse, we have debris. Debris. Minute by minute. Oh. Another
1: cow. Actually, I think that
0: was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Joe, is that what you think
1: it did? Well, did it? Is no. that what it did? No, it's not what it did. No. Okay. Well, there you have it. Welcome to the 64th minute discussion of the Solid F2 podcast. Oh, I said Solid 2 podcast. <laughs> Solid F2 podcast. And uh, Kelly doesn't think it picked out Joe's house. Didn't have a. A vendetta against Joe's family? Wanted no. to get her dad?
0: <clears throat> no. No? Get her dad.
1: No. <laughs> 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 I will never be able to recover from this. Correct. All right. So, minute 64. And we finally get to, literally right at the end, maybe have gone a second over, we get to uh the reason for Joe's insistence on creating better warning systems for tornadoes because as we saw at the beginning the prelude she still holds a grudge against that f5 that took her uh, father away mm-hmm. and now she's blowing up at bill who's trying to save her life <laughs> saying we're done we got to get out of here they were probably already there too long but she doesn't want to hear it she's on a mission and uh, she wants Bill here at the beginning to uh, help her. I don't know what exactly she thinks is going to happen. She
0: just littered all over. <laughs> She's probably thinking each one of these sensors, we spent seventy-five dollars per sensor in grant money, and you yeah. just left three thousand dollars. Then he runs control. it over, right?
1: There's like so. There we see the tornado drop down for literally a second before it disappears. I don't. Mm. Does it? Do they work like that? like. They're going to drop for a second and bounce back up. I guess I've never seen that. Um, so if there's a video of them dropping that quickly and receding just as fast, I'd be interested to see it. But um, there's the tricycle on the windshield of the the Dodge pickup, and they're fighting in the rain, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, getting close to some um, domestic violence situation <laughs> as they're screaming sh- at each other and shoved. shoving, yeah, pushing going on. But... Um, you know, just heated, tense.
0: I feel like this is the second situation in Bill Paxton's acting career where he could be like, Christ, am I on Vox?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, Vox. Good one. And that is our next uh, podcast, Apollo 13, minute by minute. I'm not doing this
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> i a like year it. of my life.
1: Over a year. By the time we're done, it'll be at least 18 Yeesh. months. Um, but thank you for acting like it's such a hardship on you. Appreciate it.
0: This is me restraining myself.
1: Hmm.
0: Those little sensors look like the balls that you get out of the quarter machines.
1: They should pop open and there should be a one cent toy inside. Yeah, or like
0: one of those slimy hands that stick to the ceiling and leave a mark. I guess
1: I I, I view them more as fortune cookies where they pop out and say, Today was not your day to be killed by a tornado.
0: Poor kid.
1: Yeah, whose tricycle is that?
0: Sa- Those things are heavy, too, man.
1: Imagine that flying at you.
0: I've, I've had Haley's hit my shin enough times while carrying it to know that that would not be a pleasant. Yeah. your emergency brake on? Yeah. Right? This lighting at least looks... It's much a- better. Yeah, this, this lighting is
1: very good for this scene right That's here. I don't still... know what they changed. It's way better than uh, the observation...
0: I still don't like the lightning flashes, but it's not like bright sunlight at least anymore. Right. And I think because they're not trying to show hail anymore that looks like a shaved ice situation, I think it looks a little more realistic as just rain. Everything just looks wet and damp and like how it does in a thunderstorm. She is emotionally distraught.
1: Well, do you think she suffers from like a PTSD type situation? I don't know how you couldn't with
0: that. You see your dad um, sucked out of the ground. It's it just like, like
1: obviously, I I'm, I don't want to say she has a right because that's stupid to word it that way. And every, you uh, ex- expect people who go through an experience like that to feel upset and of a wide range of crazy emotions that you hope people don't have to go through. But it just it seems a little crazy to. Think it singled you out, I guess. But when you go through a situation that's as traumatic, you—I
0: think maybe tough to
1: wrap your head around.
0: As an adult, not as many people think that. But I think a child when it happened, and once you get that in your head as a child, I think it would be hard hard to to get it out. Yeah,
1: sure, sure, yeah. So I, I mean, it's it's tough to watch. Yeah, you you watch her lose her father, and then have it eat away her that. It basically drives her career choice and.
0: But She's it's now like working to help save others. It's like others. next level traumatic because it's not just like there was a tornado and my dad disappeared. Like she watched him try to save her and her mom and then by he holding that door shut. Sucked, and the, yeah, 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 like that's like next level traumatic.
1: I I don't remember if we've had this discussion or not, and I know where. Or I fall for sure, for sure, because I put it in the intro. But do you consider this a disaster film? No. You don't consider it a disaster film? Uh-uh. Why not?
0: There's no disaster. I mean, I guess...
1: They're all natural disasters. Tornado is a natural disaster.
0: I guess, but it's not like it hit a big city. I don't know. You Maybe think it
1: has to be like a massive loss of life to count as a disaster <laughs> flick?
0: I don't know. Like... <sighs> I could go either way, I guess. It, it, in my mind, like disaster movies, the thing you're trying to prevent actually happens, and you're so like, like in in volcano, like Los Angeles is under lava. In um, what's that? Not Armageddon movie, but with the other guy. Packed. Yeah, like that hits the earth. Like with Frodo. Yes, with Frodo and Lily Zubisky.
1: I like Armageddon better than Deep Impact. I do
0: too, but I still like Deep Impact.
1: I've only seen that one a couple times. I think because I feel like that one's a little bit more traumatic than Armageddon. Like, I know there's a bunch of people that die in Armageddon, but I feel like they really focus on it. And you're also, like, sending people to the Ark or whatever. Like, you're choosing people to save. Like it's The very... scene
0: where the main lead, like, adult woman, chooses to stand on the beach... With her dad and wait for the wave to hit her. Like it makes my throat hurt. It hurts so much Mm -hmm. that scene. Like
1: it's hard to watch. Isn't there something that happens with the space shuttle too? Like the astronauts in that one, they send up. Like they went to save,
0: and they couldn't. I think they don't. They discover it because little pieces of it hit the shuttle or pierce. That's the beginning of Armageddon. Oh right, I'm conflating the two. Well, see,
1: I've only seen Deep Impact one or two times, so. But I feel like uh, something happened. They go up to try to do something to their to the one that's coming in that movie, and they fail to to do anything. And then I forget. Like, uh, do We're they really sacrifice? Well, I I just haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's I also, don't know. It's also what probably... twenty five years old or yeah, so.
0: I could watch that again.
1: But I like Volcano better than Dante's Peak.
0: But I do I, I
1: probably like Dante's Peak as my second place more than I like Deep Impact versus Armageddon.
0: Yeah, I really like Dante's Peak. Um, both, don't, don't, both Deep Impact. No, both Dante's Peak and Volcano have Anne Heche in them. Who's the female lead in Dante's Anne Heche Dante's is the Peak? lead
1: in Volcano. I don't remember Who's... who it is in Dante's
0: Peak. Oh, though. no, it's a lady from um, The Terminator.
1: Oh. Um, right? I think you're right. Again, that, that one always freaks me out. What the boat scene? The, the little, grandma the jumps into the acid. Scene.
0: Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's hard to watch. That's rough. But, but like same the, thing in, in, Volcano in Volcano when the guy, the jumps, guy jumps out in the well. train, the the train like,
1: track. Yeah, isn't it funny how those? I know that's a Hollywood thing. They have competing.
0: I think I'm gonna. Uh, this is gonna be my new um, catchphrase for our podcast. What's that? I saw a TikTok.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I saw a TikTok where a scientist science TikToks are. Pretty well, those sweet, are fun. Yeah. By the way. A scientist, a geologist, took a piece of um, rock from a, a volcanic region. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't cooled lava, but it was, like, rock from a volcanic region. Igneous rock. And then he basically took a really bright light and a magnifying glass and melted the rock into lava. Whoa. Like, just in his driveway. And it was so cool. And the minute he took the light away, it was, like, glowing red, and then it started to cool, and then it was um, not llama anymore. But it was it was very – That's interesting. sciencey and cool.
1: We also had, um, in this, like, five, six-year period, what, the day after tomorrow was a big one.
0: I feel like I have never seen that start to finish. Really? Consecutively. I feel like I've gotten all the main parts at different points, but I don't think – I feel like we tried to watch it, and I fell asleep.
1: Hmm. We saw the more recent one. It wasn't this wasn't during the you know, mid to late nineties, early two thousands, heyday of these disaster movies.
0: Geostorm.
1: Uh, well, it was that Geostorm one. Yeah. That, that was,
0: was ridiculous. It was
1: ridiculous, but like it was a fun popcorn action action neo science related thing mm-hmm. that we were mm-hmm. like, this is ridiculous, but I'm entertained. Yeah. You know. Um, but I also think back to like the remake of the Poseidon adventure when you're dealing with like I assume that's supposed to be like, a the rogue wave. Situation, mm-hmm. um, But all good stuff. But I always considered Twister a disaster film and it was always my favorite one because you have a natural disaster wrecking havoc. Now, the beginning you see Joe's family impacted and these other ones that we've seen so far hasn't really done too much, but you have the movie theater, the driving the- scene coming up and then the one that hits Wakita. And then the one at the end, again, that's mostly an open field. you They show some aspects of the, the debris creation from the farming equipment. And we know what's going to happen to Jonas and his crew. But th- they really avoid significant disaster.
0: Well, and it, I think that's why I don't consider it a disaster film. Because it, the focus is not on this is coming. Oh, no, it's here. Oh, look what it did.
1: So you're essentially more interested in the sci-fi, ridiculous, what do they call it, like, EF, they're up to, like, EF-8 or something but like it, that It now. doesn't
0: even need to be that. It just needs to be the way the story is told.
1: So if an EF-5 hit New York City, that's a disaster movie.
0: Right, but it could still be an EF-5 hits Wakita. But then the story needs to be about the people in Wakita living their lives. Then all of a sudden they get warnings and they, and they go into their basements. But that's not what this is about. This is about... People chasing a series of different storms, not the focus on the aftermath of those storms. And I think that's why it's not a disaster movie to me.
1: Do you have anything else to say about this sixty-fourth minute? No. I'll scrub through here, look at it. You know, Joe distraught, and this really is the, the the peak of the the of the movie, at least emotionally, for uh for the our main characters here. We get to. Uh, everything that's been brewing and bubbling under the surface. And as we'll hear in the next minute, you essentially have Bill saying he's always been and always will be here for her Mm -hmm. without outright saying it. He just kind of alludes to it and tries to get her to get it. And then we have the whole Melissa thing. So um, that's all coming up, but that will be part of minute 65. And um, we're not there yet. We're there soon, but, but not yet. So... That is it for minute 64, but I do have one more topic I want us to cover, and we mentioned this before previously. I don't know if we ever got into drafting our predicted or hopeful cast for a Twister sequel or a reboot, but there was more news on that recently. Did you see this? Did I send this to you?
0: If you did, I didn't open it.
1: So it came out a few days ago, or maybe now over over a week ago. Um, that last summer Helen Hunt was taking a Twister sequel to studios um, and she was hyping it up as being predominantly or completely comprised of people of color storm chasers. Nice. Um, or as she says it, all black and brown <laughs> storm chasers, which I probably would have worded that differently, but I don't know. Okay. Um, she also wasn't sure if she would be in it. She was going to be at least a co-writer. I don't think she was going to fully write it. I think there was a writer she lined up. She was going to have um, direct input. She thought she may be in it, but she also talked about, and I don't know why they insist on doing this with de- sequels set decades apart, <laughs> decades apart, but they thought she would die at the beginning like her father no. died. Uh, but she was going to direct it, and she really couldn't get too many people to even entertain her idea about doing this movie. Um I thought it was interesting. I'd love to see a sequel related to the original and p- developed for the modern times, um, both equipment and ideology and special effects. It would be really cool. And then when I, I don't know if it was in this version I read, but there was a version out there that said one of the pers- people she wanted to be in the movie was David Diggs. So I'm uh, all in on that because I love David Diggs. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he would have been a great choice to be a, a storm chaser in a Twister sequel. Uh, there may have been a few other casting uh, mentions. I just that was the one that stood out to me. Um, but what do you think about this idea that that she had out there? How much of involvement do you want from the old cast? Do you want Helen Hunt in a director's chair? I don't know I, if she had done much directing yet.
0: Don't want to see the old cast again.
1: You don't want to see any of that. Uh, no,
0: I and I don't want. I don't know that I want it to be like directly related like I think that they could nod to like our predecessors who started this technology maybe and that was that would be it I don't sometimes it's like too much of a stretch when they try to connect too many dots but I also don't want it to be a remake either where they just tell the same story with different people
1: see I, I would like it to be a, a direct sequel um, but maybe have just it doesn't have to be all of them just a the, the couple of them Were involved in the 25th anniversary celebration on May 10th in Wakita, or around the 25th anniversary on May 10th at the Wakita Museum. I I saw the pictures; Um, they look old. They do, but they are like this is (laughs) 25 years after the movie was released. Have them, you know, as professors. Like, what if they just have a brief scene that they're giving new storm chasers? They're doing grant money, or they're the lead professor, or what if Helen Hunt worked at the NSSL now, or something? I'm just like.
0: afraid it's gonna end up like the Crystal Skull, with like a new main character, but you don't let go of the old cast enough, and it feels way too contrived.
1: Well, I don't know and I, there's think there's aliens. A, I think there's for a, some reason there's aliens. I think there's a way to do this where it's not cheesy or over the top. I, know, I think there's a way a to do it,
0: like one of the <laughs> squeezy ones. It should be one of those squeezy ones with like the is girls,
1: light. LOL ones. Yeah. yeah. But That's I think sad. there's a way to do it, and I think I think there's potential there. I think it needs some tweaks and edits.
0: What's the next? What's the second sentence of that with her blind spotting producers?
1: Uh yeah. Uh, Raphael <laughs> Casal is. I I am not. Wasn't familiar with him, but uh, uh, yeah. I'm. I'd be all in on Debbie Diggs being a, a part of that. I think he is. I think he's phenomenal. So I think that would have been really fun, um, but yeah, it, it, they they didn't show much interest, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Be interesting. I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it can be done. I just think that you need the right people. You need the right writers. You need to have a handful of the originals, uh, Helen Hunt included, and a couple more. Um, just like, just brief cameos, just, just link it, use the same university, you know, as Oklahoma Polytechnic, Mm -hmm. um, have some allusion to, to Dorothy, talk about the research and what it led to. And I, I think there's a way to do it. And if Helen Hunt's interested, I think she should continue to, to go for it. Oh, Helen
0: Hunt's great. Like I, I have always loved Helen Hunt, but I have loved her since the, well, since Twister, but also she was in that sitcom, Mad About You. That's mm-hmm. such a great show. That was
1: before and during Twister, right?
0: Yeah, it was like concurrent, like yeah. around the same mid to late 90s.
1: So then the last thing before we go, um, I Kelly and I saw this uh, the day after a to- tornado. Actually, was it a series of tornadoes or was it just one? Do you know? I no, don't know. In the Chicago suburbs, um, tornado wrecking <laughs> havoc, uh, people not being ready because it's not a common occurrence there. And a ring um, camera caught when a tornado – Destroyed this guy's property. Um, This is posted by Bob Wozick, the um, NIL WX reports, Northern Illinois weather reports on Twitter. Um, And the doorbell camera is from Steve Sianis and uh, somewhere in the Chicago suburbs. And I'm going to start it about 20 some seconds in, but uh, the things really heat up. Um, You're going to hear it get very loud. Uh, If you're looking at the back porch of this gentleman's property uh, with multiple fire pits and outdoor furniture, table, umbrella, basketball net, and none of it is going to be left where it is right now. That's all wind that you're hearing. Uh, The tornado is about to hit uh, here coming up. Everything's going to be tossed. Um, There it goes. Everything's moving. It just tornadoes hitting camera survived we get to see it all and it just ravages it's
0: throwing the basketball hoop around like it's, like
1: it's a like it's a toothpick yeah like and the video ends and you look and there's basically nothing left on this where did his patio. grill go like it's gone it, the grill went the grill flew away so it, it's pretty incredible footage uh, so if you can find that again that's on on twitter um, and
0: just a reminder when you watch these videos like that was what an ef3
1: Yes, I believe that is what they classified it as. So,
0: like a mid in the intensity scale, sort of in the middle. That didn't look like middle intense to me. No, that, that was pretty was crazy. Max yeah. intensity. That
1: looked really, really insane. And um, I think people were surprised by it. And I saw someone mention, I don't know if it was in that thread or just another article I read, about that's why modern phones, especially iPhones, have those weather alerts built in. Don't turn those off. I know we hate when they buzz in the middle of the night, but it could literally save your life.
0: I just saw a memory on Facebook from a decade or so ago when I had said in my old office, all of our phones started going off at the same time with the flash flood warning from the weather service. And within a minute, water started coming into the office through the wall, like not even under a door, just through the wall. So not that that was particularly life-threatening to us. It was just we had to get all our computers and equipment and stuff up and it caused quite a bit of structural damage. But, you know, it wasn't life-threatening in any way. But, yeah, I mean, the alerts are there for a reason. I could understand why you would turn some non-emergency, like, non-weather-related emergency things off in the middle of the night. But not weather ones. The weather doesn't care that you're sleeping.
1: Yeah. It's dangerous. I mean, and you I, need to
0: know, you need to know, and you need to wake up for it.
1: Right. I think the reason that a lot of people turn them off or, or why we've considered it is because we were getting f- flooding, flash flooding warnings at like two in the morning and like we're asleep. That's probably not going to impact us that much. But
0: the tornado, tornado warnings ones are certainly, certainly going to
1: um, be of dire consequence.
0: And like I don't want to downplay the importance of amber alerts, but. I don't need that at two in the morning. In the middle of the night. I'm not going to
1: be able to do much. Not
0: going to be able to help with that at two in the see morning. See it
1: during the day, share whatever. I, I always, can. whenever
0: I see those big billboards with like missing person, here's the license plate, make and model the car, I always keep my right. eyes peeled. I, like I'm looking time, around like right. the rest silver of the Chevy time I'm Tahoe. Driving. I'm like,
1: is that it? <laughs> no, that's not it. No, wait. no. Got like no.
0: 911 ready to call. <laughs> I see the car. I'm prepared to follow. Heading south on 222.
1: But yeah, so PSA subscribe to some form of weather alert, whether you want to use the built-in one or not, there's a bunch of, of good, uh, references out there for you. Uh, take advantage of them cause they could save you or friends or family or, or someone along the way. Uh, but hopefully you don't need them, but if you do be prepared,
0: so. And to our Canadian friends, happy St. Jean Baptiste day.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Happy six months to Christmas Eve. That's when we're recording. A happy Spoiler. belated
0: father's day to Joey. Oh,
1: well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, had a good, good Father's Day. It was, it was nice.
0: Yeah, I see the rock in front of you that Haley painted. Oh, it's Neon. there.
1: It's there. I wore my shirt. I have my cards down here. So good I've stuff. eaten a bunch of the food that was gifted to me by my daughters. Treats. Good good stuff. Good stuff all around. Anything else to say? I'm cold. You're cold. All right. We're going to head out of here. Thanks for listening to Minute 64 of the Solid F2 Podcast. and We'll be back again, hopefully real soon, to talk about Minute 65. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more.